Is it just me or is it the most annoying thing to go to the gym and have like equipment and weights just strewn about everywhere? If you're using the gym, just do everyone a solid and re-rack your weights. Whatever you used, whatever you are using for your workout that day, you know, pull it out, use it, and then put that shit back. I'm not your mom. I'm not trying to clean up after you just so that I can do my workout. How rude. Like you came into a clean gym. How about you leave it clean as well? This is going to sound rude to men and I'm sorry guys, but I have been at the gym multiple times and I have been in the gym with one woman and one man and myself. And at the end of that man's workout, he leaves all his shit sitting around and doesn't clean anything. And the woman, meanwhile, was just using like the treadmill and she gives that thing like a spit shine. (laughs) I always clean up after myself. I wipe down my weights wherever I was gripping them. I I wipe down the bench. I, I put away any bands, kettlebells, any kind of weights, anything that I was using. And I move stuff back if I moved it. Because it's like common courtesy, right? Don't be that person. Re-rack your weights. Common gym etiquette. All right, good talk. Hey, you guys, welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about some of the fundamentals of calculating your carbs while on the ketogenic diet. Now, You've probably heard of the ketogenic diet. Um, There are a couple different forms of the ketogenic diet. There's the dirty keto version, which I do not recommend, which is where people primarily will eat meat and dairy uh, and just fats in general and try to avoid eating vegetables to keep their carbs low. But I'm going to recommend something different. Um, This has obviously a lot of science backing it up. It relies more on calculating your net carbs, which is a much more beneficial way to improve your diet over the long term and introduce more nutrient density to your daily diet. We really do need a lot of these phytonutrients that are in vegetables. So eliminating vegetables altogether is really a bad idea. And when I say vegetables, I don't mean canned vegetables, frozen, you could have a little bit, but I'm talking about fresh vegetables as much as possible. Um, And the best way to lose weight and to stay in ketosis is to keep your carb intake to about 30 grams of net carbs per day. So what does that mean? So your net carbs is you take your, your total carbs and you subtract the amount of fiber and half the amount of sugar alcohols. Basically, you want about 5% of your daily calories to be net carbs. So that usually averages out between 20 to 50 net carbs a day. Now, if you really want to lose weight quickly, you can do 20 grams. Higher carb foods like beets, potatoes of all kinds, and legumes. You can have a little but not very much. So if you're not concerned about weight loss and you're really just looking at like improving your overall health, you can have a little bit more of these. There's really no such thing as an essential carb, right? So like we don't need bread and rice to survive. If you never had bread or rice 
ever again in your life and you just ate vegetables, wild caught, grass fed meats and fishes and full fat dairy products or fats in general, avocados, olive oil, etc. You you would have all the nutrient density that you need because your body will create carbs out of the food that you eat. It produces it for you. So it's not necessary to eat wheat flour, for example. That's a pretty addictive food. And the only reason I say that is because when... Have you ever had wheat flour just on its own? Like have you ever just stuck your finger in a bag of wheat flour and tasted it? It's gross. I mean, you would never eat it by itself, Um, which is the number one thing that I tell people is like, if you wouldn't eat each one of those ingredients independently on their own, it's probably not wise to put it in your body. Wheat flour on its own is really inflammatory and even white flour, maybe even especially white flour, because it turns immediately into sugar and spikes your glucose. But because it's flavorless, primarily what what is done, especially in processed foods or bakery foods or whatever, is that they add fat, like butter, oils, etc., to give it weight, and then they add sugar to give it flavor. Um, if you made a batch of cookies and you didn't put sugar in it, or chocolate chips or anything sweetened, right? Maybe you put some unsweetened dried cranberries in it. No one would eat those cookies. <laughs> They're just not... It does not taste like a treat. It tastes kind of bad. So when I say eating carbs, what I'm talking about is complex carbs. So that's all kinds of leafy greens, all kinds of multicolored vegetables of every variety, Um, pickled things like kimchi, uh, pickles, as long as there's no sugar in the brine, which a lot of times there's sugar in the brine, so you always have to read your labels, and uh, anything else that might be fermented, sauerkraut, um, miso, organic miso, right? These are all really good fundamental things that can help to help you to digest your food better. But, um, they also count as part of your veggie intake. And then, um, you want to make sure that you're getting a good amount of protein, healthy protein, and, um, like grass fed, grass finished beef, wild caught, um, Fish, which Dr. Mark Hyman has an acronym that is SMASH. Salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring. So those are really high omega-3 fatty acid fish that you can find pretty much everywhere. Um, and then, of course, like, you know, any, any kind of organically raised, pasture-raised meats um, are better than... So to stay in ketosis, the primary goal is to keep your carbs at less than 50. If you really want to lose weight quickly, less than 20 grams. Okay. Um, Now, when it comes to potatoes, a lot of people ask me if they can have potatoes because they're higher in carbs, but they do have good complex carbs as long as you're eating the right varieties. So red potatoes are considered to be more nutrient dense and then sweet potatoes. And I personally like Japanese purple sweet potatoes because they actually have really high amounts of antioxidants and they have vitamin C, they have potassium, they have manganese. Um, It's got a low glycemic index also, which helps you to regulate your blood sugar levels. And it really does support satiety. So it can be really beneficial overall for weight management. Of course, 
you don't want to eat a lot of it because eating too much of it, now you're just adding more carbs than necessary. But a little bit of purple sweet potato or regular sweet potato even is a great thing to add to, let's say, maybe just roasting it by itself and having a little serving next to um, the rest of your food. I add a, maybe like a small or medium sweet potato into my roasted vegetable recipe. And then I'll have, you know, a decent sized scoop of that um, with my meat. People also ask about legumes. Can I have legumes like lentils? Lentils are actually very high in protein and very high in complex carbs. So I personally love them. Uh, when I went keto, I went vegan at the same time. So I relied on black beans, uh, garbanzo beans, and lentils primarily uh, for my protein source. And while there are higher amounts of carbs, I balanced it with a lot of um, vegetable varieties, lots and lots of complex carbs from veggies. So I ate basically a huge salad every day and then paired it with my beans or lentils to get my protein quotient correct. Oh, I also want to talk a little bit about apple cider vinegar because there's a lot of debate about apple cider vinegar and its benefits, but, uh, the Mayo Clinic has reported that apple cider vinegar is not beneficial for weight loss, but I don't think this result is actually accurate and based on the true benefits of apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar and vinegar in general is fantastic at lowering your glycemic load. So basically one tablespoon per day uh, is all that it takes. And what it is, is acetic acid, which um, affects your alpha amylase enzyme that slows how quickly glucose enters your bloodstream. So when you eat, you get an insulin spike. When you eat something that's high in sugar or gives you a glucose spike that's significant, so that would be, you know, your simple carbs, bread, cereal, cookies, pasta, bagels. It will help if you have this with your meal, before your meal or after your meal, it will slow down the rate of that glucose entering your bloodstream, which is actually really beneficial because if you slow down the rate of the glucose entering your bloodstream, you are also decreasing the insulin spike. So it will help to regulate your insulin production. Also, uh, acetic acid can also um, go into the muscles and tell it to convert some of the glycogen stores. So if you need extra energy for your workout or just for your day in general, it can help to like increase uh, glycogen production from muscles, which is also beneficial for your energy. So these two things combined are really wonderful for helping to kind of regulate your fat storage. Um, and what it also does is it helps to uh, stimulate better, more um, stomach acid, which can help you digest your food better, which helps with breaking it down so that when it enters your intestines, you don't have any larger food particles, which can irritate the small intestine, uh, can cause gut dysbiosis. It can cause leaky gut over time because there's just too much bacteria that's not supposed to be there because the food is not broken down properly. Just a quick episode today, but I just wanted to really address some of these fallacies and really talk a little bit more in detail about what, what kind of carbs and how many carbs to consume in a day 
and then also the benefits of ACV and vinegar in general. You can have balsamic vinegar, you can have white vinegar, you can have apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar I personally like because it's more, especially Bragg's um, apple cider vinegar, it has the mother in it, which is the fermented um, like layer that's still inside of it. So it's continually fermenting, which um, as we know, fermented foods aid in the digestion process. So that one I really love. My favorite way to consume it is in the morning, right when I wake up, I will have about a tablespoon in a glass of water, about maybe 12 to 16 ounces of water with a little splash of lemon juice and a few drops of stevia. And I drink it really fast. You can also drink it through a paper straw if you're concerned about enamel erosion, but a little bit on a daily basis is not really going to eat away the enamel at your teeth. If you're drinking it multiple times a day, it might be a consideration, but you can add it to salad dressings also. So if you want to like integrate it into your meal, you can add a little apple cider vinegar or a little white vinegar um, into your salad dressing very easily. Um, and that will just be a food-based solution to helping you to digest your food even more efficiently. I hope this was helpful. Um, if you guys have any questions about how to calculate your carbs, um, let me know in the comments. Uh, quick overview. Remember, to calculate your net carbs, you want to take the total number of carbs consumed and subtract the sugar alcohols and the fiber. And that was what's going to give you your net carbs. And again, keeping your carbs under 50 grams a day is ideal. But if you want to lose weight more quickly, you want to keep them to 20 grams or less. Make sure that you're getting plenty of greens and a variety of different colors of vegetables to maximize your nutrient density of your meals so that you can fortify your immune system and keep your skin looking good and keep your energy high. And then high quality protein. If you're curious to learn more about how protein works in your body and how much of it you might need, I uh, highly recommend uh, Forever Strong, the book by Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. And she talks a lot about protein and the benefits of eating more protein. And especially when you're working out, how much protein to consume. And as you get older, how much protein you need to consume as well. So she really breaks it down. It's a great book. So uh, I hope this was helpful. And if you guys have questions, just let me know in the comments and I will talk to you next time. Bye.